The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com. This is Barron's Live. Each weekday, we bring you live conversations from our newsrooms about what's moving the market right now. On this podcast, we take you inside those conversations, the stories, the ideas, and the stocks to watch so you can invest smarter. Now, let's dial in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special installment of Barron's Live with Investors Business Daily. I'm Allie Corum, Multimedia Content Editor, and today my co-host is Scott St. Clair, Manager of IBD's Premium Products Group. Great to see you, Scott. Thank you, Allie. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? We made good. it to Friday. Yeah, and next week is uh, my favorite week. The market's half day. <laughs> it's closed one day. What a great week. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. We have that to look forward to. But we also have the next 30 plus minutes to look forward to because it's, I think, one of our favorite topics uh, as a staff to talk about. And that is Tesla because there are so many facets to this conversation with the stock, the company, the CEO. I feel like it's uh, harder to find a more contentious bull bear deba debate than that of Tesla because the luxury electric car maker and CEO Elon Musk, of course, are constantly in the headlines. Seems like there's nonstop heated disputes among super fans and non-believers over the company's trajectory over the stock's trajectory. Uh, and, you know, Tesla has been on such a meteoric rise, but it's also now about 56% off of its 52-week highs and even further below its all-time highs reached just over a year ago in early November 2021, Scott. So I feel like now we're at a, a critical juncture here where the audience is wondering, uh, you know, should I still be in Tesla if I've been in it? What were those warning signs to get out? What are going to be the the signals to to get back in? And I know, Scott, you've been playing the short side of Tesla all year long. And the audience is interested in getting your perspective on how you played Tesla on the short side. So we've got a lot to unpack in the next 30 minutes, Scott. For sure. Yeah, it's it's. uh I've been doing this trading 25 years or so, and I, I know it might be a little bit of recency bias, but I can't recall a stock with so many people on either side and the extremes, the mm. extremes on either side. You know, it's the greatest company in the world versus it's a zero. You know, it's, it's hard to believe that, you know, that there's the, the chasm between one company can be so uh so so large it, it is a it's a great stock a great story to study exactly and i feel like i'm i'm kind of in a unique position here because i'm legitimately i'm not just saying this as a journalist i am not on one of those extremes i am neutral i have i've never made a lot of money in the stock never lost a lot of money in the stock i've played the stock here here and there i'm not uh i'm elon neutral i i can honestly say that uh so i really can see both sides of the debate here uh but you know what's interesting scott i feel like about what we do is we're looking at so many signals when we're making decisions about buying and selling. It's not 
just what the uh, story is of a company. It's not just what the chart is doing. It's really a look at both. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about how that can be helpful with navigating this uh, stock and this company here when you do have such a compelling growth story. And again, that meteoric rise behind it. I mean, a thousand plus percent move that we, we saw off of the COVID lows. Uh, so no wonder there are so many people that are so enamored uh, with this. Because there's a lot of people out there that have made a lot of money in it. Yeah, I guess if you were up 10, 12, 15 fold in it, you would love it too. So I, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a great company, a great story, and it's been an amazing stock. So it's and it attracts a lot of attention for that reason. Uh, and um, it's it's really it's attracted a lot of attention on the other side as well. You know, the the non-believers, like you'd say. So, you know, for us, I, I put a lot of weight in the price action of the stock, you know, right or wrong. Sometimes that helps me. Sometimes that hurts me for sure. But I, I put a lot of weight in the price. It's the, the stock market's this massive voting machine. And some of the smartest uh, people and some of the, um, the, the people with the most money in the world, they vote. And the way they vote is with buying and selling, you know. And so if you can learn to follow the, the footsteps uh, of those people a little bit, then, you, you know, you can kind of stay, uh, stay in sync uh, is probably the best way to put it. It's really you know, you really want to try to stay in sync with the stock market as best you can. Now, that doesn't mean day by day. If you're a really long-term holder, maybe it means just checking a monthly chart on Tesla, mm -hmm. which we might pull up later yes. and just using some type of uh, monthly indicator to keep you in sync with it. Uh, I think you should have something, some type of plan when you invest in individual stocks. It's, it's, it's a must. Mm -hmm. So uh, sort of a roadmap for our discussion today. I think we should start with that COVID move and take a look at where investors uh, may have gotten into the stock, how they could have played that super jet fueled uh, run that the stock had, what some of those signals were to get out. Uh, a look at how you've played it this year, Scott, uh, once again on the short side and where, we're our, where we are now, looking at some historical precedents or analogs, uh, as you call them, uh, to be our guide as uh, to some of the scenarios, potential scenarios that could unfold from here. Uh, because at the end of the day, I feel like that that is something that helps give us an edge is we're not trying to predict where it's going to go. But if we can model out some different scenarios, that can help us be ready to act when we do get uh, one of those scenarios that presents itself. Sure, for sure. Okay, let's do it. So for those watching the video version, I am now sharing my screen. We're taking a look at the weekly chart of Tesla. So for those listening to the podcast version of this later, we will be describing in uh, beautiful detail what we are seeing here on the Tesla chart. So we will rewind the clocks to COVID, taking a look at uh, 2020 and the move here by the stock. I'm actually going to uh, go back a week just so I can, uh, you know, show more data here on this chart. So 
Scott, even before COVID, Tesla had a huge run uh, that you could have played. It also was on our radar uh, there as well. In uh, late October of 2019, a move of 27% in a week in some massive volume. And from there, it ran up uh, from a, a split adjusted uh, 22 to as high as 65 in a few short months. Then, of course, you had COVID. Uh, but when you see a stock that has a prior strong move like that, uh, when it does start to rebound, th that's going to be one of the names at the top of our radar. Yeah. So prior uptrend is key. I want to buy stocks that have shown they can make powerful moves previously. Think about how many times Microsoft or Apple has doubled or Walmart, you know, and you might think, well, it's doubled. How can it go any higher? And then it doubles again. And you think, well, it's doubled twice. How can it go any higher? And then it doubles again. <laughs> And so, you know, and those are, those are, you know, rare, of course, right. but something that's making that kind of powerful move, look at the, every week is blue uh, and it's, it's in new high ground. That's the key. 52 week highs are, are, are the key. It's, it's, it's strange. The stock market doesn't work like the normal world. You know, if they, they discount avocados that you, you run to the, the grocery store to buy them if they're 50 cents on the dollar. That's not how the stock market yeah. works. You want to buy stocks that are in demand. Big money is is telling you I, that they're willing to pay the highest price ever for that stock. And each time it makes a new high, it's it's giving you that story that somebody is in there willing to pay another highest price ever. And almost always, those are huge, big institutions. You know, Bally Gifford, Ron Barron's funds has a huge position in Tesla. And I don't know if he was buying there, uh, but somebody was, right? I don't need to know who it was, but I can tell somebody is in there buying that. And then you had the, the COVID break. And the reality is Tesla probably would not have corrected. Well, I can say it's probably some fairly certain it would not have corrected that much if not for that bad break in the market. But once that kind of fear of the, of the COVID break was over and the market came back, then these are volleyballs underwater. Which, how long did it take Tesla to, to make a, a new all-time high? Maybe seven weeks, eight weeks? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so even if you got shaken out of it, again, 52-week highs, those, those are your best signals. So you always want to buy them as they're going up. And, and it's, it's very difficult for people. I think that's what, uh, cutting losses probably right there with it. But buying stocks that are too high is probably the hardest thing that the the the, the newer or average or or in, you know newer to stock investing person uh, struggles with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think for me, a, a good way that has helped me think about it is that it it's an odds game. Uh, if you buy something on the way down, like Tesla this year. It, the trend has been down, but if you buy something that the trend is up, you have the odds in your favor that it's going to continue going up. Of course, it's not guaranteed, but if you think about it in uh, terms of probabilities or odds, I feel like that is something that is really helpful for me. I agree. I, my favorite way to phrase this, and I, I, I wish I could give credit where credit is due, I stole it, but I would rather buy a stock on the way up hoping it keeps going up, then buy it on the way down, hoping it stops going down. 
Mm -hmm. See, do you understand the, the, mm -hmm. the, the difference, the significance, the stock is in motion. It's, you know, if it's going to go to a thousand, it's got to go nine, uh, 300, 301, 302, <laughs> 303, 304. And every price that it, it, it goes higher is, is signaling to you that you're on the right track. And this year it's been the complete opposite. It's, it's literally almost, especially in this last wave down, like mm. it's like almost every day it, 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 it goes down another dollar in general. Right. And, and then you hear the other, the reverse, you know, now Tesla is a value stock is what I hear, which mm. is, which is uh code for, you know, a stock I'm underwater on, you know, <laughs> because it's uh it's it's underpriced etc so you really right. want to and this applies to tesla and all other stocks you really want to buy them um on the way up uh, you know and in hoping is not a you know hope's not a stock market strategy but that's that's the word i'm going to use in this case um you know hoping that it continues to go up my experience is like you said based on the odds it's not perfect but my experience mm -hmm. is that's what happens more often than not Mm -hmm. They keep going up, you know, how many times have we seen a stock we wished we'd bought at 50? It's 52. You can't bring yourself to buy it because you saw it at 50. It's 55 <laughs> and you're like kicking yourself and then it's 60 and, and so on and so forth. That happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough game, but if you can learn to analyze chart patterns, put that uh, in combination with overall market conditions and that fundamental story, all of these different layers and, and factors, uh, that's just going to further put the odds in your favor and, and to have rules if you're wrong, right? Uh, because no one's batting a thousand out there. Nobody is. Even yeah. the best, uh, even the best in the business are probably 40, 50% at best. Yeah. So that's a good reminder there. So this chart did show a cup with handle like pattern. If we you know, went to a, a weekly or even a daily chart here coming out of COVID hitting new highs, like you said, in a, a, a pretty quick way here uh, into new all time high ground into new all time high ground. I don't know why I'm tripping up over that uh, by June of 2020. And this moving average line here we are we are on a weekly chart um so we have the red line that's the 10 week line held the stock for the vast majority of this move so that could have been what has kept you in uh, this through those wiggles and wobbles with some buying opportunities along the way whether those are pullbacks uh to that moving averages or even breakouts to even more new highs here scott uh, but in real time the ibd team was uh, talking about in january 2021 some climactic action uh, for the stock. So you could have been selling into that strength. And then from there, uh, the stock did take a long time off. It's talk, the yeah, selling. Yeah. And so I, I pick something, right? If you, if you own the Tesla or XYZ, use some type of signal to get you out. And it's not going to be perfect. Like if you used a close below the 10 week line, that red line, um, it would have got you out, you know, around, uh, you know, 240 ish or something. And for a, a week or two or three, you're happy that you sold it because it broke 200. Then it rallied back. Then it broke 200 again. But then it made another high all the way to, you know, 400. And you just and then you, it's like, ah, oh, I, I know now. Now I know why I didn't, you know, you don't want to sell. But yeah. You have to have some type of rule, whether it's a moving average or a percentage off high, 
or something, you want to do something, I think, with individual stocks because history shows that, you know, individual, a lot of individual stocks come and go. I mean, the, the very few individual stocks have stood the test of time. And, you know, there was a study by an Arizona state professor uh, um, where, you know, about roughly about 4% of the stocks make up the vast majority of the index gains. And, and I think it was like 58% of the stocks underperformed T-bills. So if you hold them through, through their entire cycle, you, you, you know, more than half the time you've been better in, off in T-bills. So I think and you have to have some type of sell strategy. Now, there's people out there that, you know, you know they've, they've bought Tesla and it's split adjusted 10, 12, 20, right. you know, and they have, you know, mil- million dollar accounts and they post their screenshots to, to Twitter and they tell you all the reasons why you should never sell. It, it's a needle in a haystack, you know, it, it, it's congrats. I, I'm envious of people that have done that. It's amazing. But, and if that is you, then maybe you do treat it a little, a little differently at this juncture. But for you know, for the rest of us, well, you know, I would you know. still, I, I don't care if you're up tenfold or fiftyfold in the stock. I, I think based, you know, in this is per my training, you know, mm-hmm. listening to Bill O'Neill and reading his books, and even some he, sort of he, line in the sand, something you should yeah. have some type of plan, and maybe you take what I like to call a few bites of the apple. So if you have a thousand shares of Tesla and it, you just can't stand to sell it, but the signals are telling you that, you know, it needs to be sold. Maybe you sell a hundred shares or you sell 200 shares, something um, to reduce, reduce that exposure because, you know, the math is cruel, you know, when it comes down 50%, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact is if you've made a big gain in the stock, it's 50% on a large chunk of yeah, money. You know, right, that's, that's right. the hardest part, I think. So if you mm-hmm. turn 10 grand into a hundred grand, and then you're going to write a hundred down to 50 psychologically, that's tough. You have to remember you put $10,000 into the stock and now you're going to let 50,000 uh, just come back. And a lot of people say, well, the stock will come back and maybe, Maybe it will, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you based on history is maybe it won't, it won't. And then, then what, right? What, and, what would be a good example, Scott, a stock that's never come back from its uh, all time peak. That's like a big established name well, out there. The, the biggest, most obvious one is Cisco. Yeah, Cisco is the, you know, the poster child. If you, uh, you know, when I was starting in the nineties, um, Cisco was the go-to stock, you know, if the, if the market was rallying and you wanted stock exposure, you just bought Cisco and it's never seen that high and, you know, probably never will if it hasn't done it by now. And, but in the meantime, look, look at the, the drawdown you had to endure, uh, anybody that 80 to eight basically. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just don't think that's survivable. Because the pressure will will get to you, you know. At some point, you, you, we're all human, and you and you will feel that pressure, and and get out. And so um, I've seen it before. You know, in fact, I had I saw it with Cisco with a lot of people, and 
in the nineties that told me they, you know, they'd never sell Cisco. You know, I'd never, I'll never sell it, you know, at, at 90, at 80, at 70, at 60, at 50, at 40, at 30, I was a stockbroker at one time. And then at 30, they call me up and say, sell it. I can't take it anymore. You know, so mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that that is normally how that happens. So do you feel like uh, there's a similar psychological mindset out there right now with Tesla? Uh, those who are saying, I'm, I'm never going to sell it. This uh, company is still in uh, an earlier stage of what it could do beyond just cars with robots and with all of these other things uh, that the, the future is still so bright, uh, you know, and if people have a tough time with timing their buys and sells, just you know, buckle up for the ride. What would you say to that? Yeah. So it looks, you're going to you sell it and it's, you're not going to get the high. So you have to get over that psychological trap. It's so it's, it's frustrating, but, um, you know, we talked about it previously, you know, and, and I, and if, if they're, they better be right. If, if Tesla is just a car company, then it's probably going a lot lower. Because compared to other you know, car companies, you know, it's not even close you know, from a market cap standpoint. It's tenfold BMW. It's, it's um, uh, you know, ninefold Mercedes. It's threefold Toyota. And, and, you know, people say, well, it deserves that. And so far, they've been right. It, it has deserved a, a higher multiple. But I, I don't know if it's 10 times the company that BMW is, you know, I, I don't have a Tesla. I've had a BMW before. I have every neighbor I have has a Tesla. And I just don't see it as 10 times uh, the company of BMW, but I, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit talking my book, like they like to say, because I am short the stock and have been. So, you know, that I think what you want to do, honestly, is if you're all bold up on Tesla, you really want to try to say, okay, let's take the other side. Let's, let's figure out why, why is the other side believe that it's so overvalued and do some research. I do that. There's a, a, a hedge fund that that's been long Tesla forever. They've done an amazing job and they have a 90 page PDF on Tesla on their website. That's free. And I read the, I read it, it's 90 pages and I'm short the stock and I read it, you know, all the reasons why Tesla is going to the moon. And, and I want to, I want to hear their, their reasoning and, and, and be aware of, of what they see uh, so that I'm, you know, I don't just stick my uh, flag in the ground and say, nope, this has to go lower. I never do that with any stocks, right? Uh, you know, and, and I don't think anyone should long or short, you should right. never never do that. So it's, it's, it's going to play out one way or the other. It's going to be a, a, a fun to read the history books on this one. It's fast forward, you know, 24, 36 months. You mentioned one of our colleagues who said, maybe it just goes sideways for a long time, which is something right. that very few people probably even consider, you know, like uh, a Microsoft or a Cisco or an Intel after the big uh, 2000 boom, where they literally just, you know, as general rule, now Microsoft kind of got out of their funk, but that took what? But yeah, uh, dead money for a decade? 
plus longer, I would say, years, right? Yeah. 15, 16 years, 16 years of, of nothing. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, you have that, that time value of your money. If you, you could be right, maybe Tesla, let's say it's 177. Now let's say it's 177, 18 years from now is, is that worth it? Do you want to do that? I would, I would say no. I would, you know, you, there's, there'll be plenty of other new leaders that you could put, move your money into in that time frame for sure. And if not, then you might as well just be in treasuries at 4% and, and compound that you know, 4% mm-hmm. for 18 years. Uh, you'd probably want it one and a half times your money, whereas, you know, it would go sideways. So these are all things you have to, to think about. And, and I would just say that the key word is just, just, think about it, game plan it and, and create these scenarios, uh, on, on how you want to handle it. Right. Uh, so speaking of Scott, and, and we've mentioned a couple times, uh, thus far that you have played the short side on Tesla this year, you are still currently short and let's walk through perhaps, I think first, maybe some of the topping signals and then where you took advantage of this stock on the short side and why? So there will be a few topping signals, you know, and that's the problem with how stocks top is they don't just top in one one day. Oh, here's the signal, it's time to go. Uh, my, my kind of thesis, which is so far played out, uh, right or wrong, luck or whatever, but my thesis was we've been in a really nasty bear market uh, and we were in, Tesla was the leader of the previous bull market. Mm-hmm. Based on history, the leaders of previous bull markets correct on average 72% on average. That means some of them go down 90% like Carvana or Shopify or whatever, or Twilio. And some go down 50% like Apple or, or Tesla. I don't think Apple's gone down 50%, but Tesla, for example. Or, so when Tesla was only down 10, 12, 15%, I was like, well, it's going to go down probably 50 to 70%, something like that based on history. And so I was stalking it, looking for a place to short it. Uh, and it took me a few times to get a stranglehold on it. A couple of times it didn't quite work. And that's, that's another thing is you have to be resilient. Yeah. You have a, a narrative that you think is going to play out and you mm-hmm. you have to be willing to to try and take a small loss and right. try and take a small loss. And then maybe the third time you double your money or whatever. That's exactly. the same, same thing with the long side. too. I was about to just say, yeah, it's the same thing with the long side, uh, you know, not just buying and holding for dear life, uh, no matter yeah. what. Same on the short side, even if you have a thesis. Uh, you're going to get out if, if it's the timing at the very least is not right. Correct. So I started, I think my, when I really started to feel like I, I have something here and it, and, uh, and it's going to be a good short is in late September, there was a day where the market was up and, um, Tesla was down and it just, it just felt like the stock had changed character. You know, any other time you were, the market was up, Tesla was always, almost always up more than the market, you know? And I don't remember the, the, the day exactly, but I remember I was short the stock and coming in in the morning, I thought, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be killed on the open. I'm going to be down 
it, you know, stock's going to be up 5% or something. And it wasn't, it wasn't up hardly at all. And, and then it broke really bad. And a uh, couple of other leading stocks at that time were, were down really hard too. So that, that was, that was kind of the signal to me that maybe finally, um, you know, this, this stock is, is, is mm-hmm. waterlogged for lack of a better term. In addition to that divergence between what Tesla was doing and what the indexes were doing, talk to us also about uh, the price trend and maybe some resistance levels uh, that you were looking at in combination with that uh, divergence signal. Yeah, you can see how the stock had what was once the floor. We talked about the moving average on the way up, the the red line, which is the 50-day or the 10-week. But we, you know, also the 40 week, which is a much slower, longer term moving average. These were floors. These were support levels for the stock on the way up. And what was the floor on the way up becomes the ceiling on the way down. And so you can see how in uh, early this year, March, April period, it tried to go above those moving averages and couldn't stay up there and broke. And then the next time it tried to go above them, it couldn't even get above them. So it's losing that power. And the relative strength line on that chart down below is showing you that, how it's, it's, it's making lower highs. Yes, exactly. And that's another good indicator is that relative strength, you know, because you, you want to be in stocks that are stronger than the market. Uh, otherwise, just buy the market. You know, you've got that diversification. You, the reason we buy yeah. individual stocks is for the upside. When right. They, when you get them right, they go more than the market. So you have that ceiling, the moving averages, you have the relative strength underperforming. And, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, Bill coined the term over-owned as far as, you know, mutual funds and stuff. Bill as um, in IB Bill founder, founder, Bill founder O'Neill. Of- Correct. Sorry. I, I always call him Bill. It's a sign of respect. Not that we're on a one name, a single name <laughs> basis. <laughs> so you, you have potential sellers and, and I, and, and that time also that's the, the Swiss national bank has like at that time, I believe like 5% of their balance sheet in Tesla. So I'm like, well, who's left? Who's left to buy Tesla? If you have not bought Tesla already, what what are you waiting for? You know, so there's there's no more uh, kind of big money buyers. Mm. You know, if the, if a if the Swiss National Bank has a piece of it, I, I don't know. I guess aliens right. could come down and take a <laughs> take a position, but you're you're out of buyers, big money buyers. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, this was around the holiday time, but this was a weak volume rally here. Do you yeah, pay I, any attention I to that? I don't. I don't. I, I, I have the problem with volume, and you know, I guess this would be a whole nother Baron's Live. Is, is <laughs> that'll be the next next month? Yeah, maybe. I just, I don't know. I've kind of gravitated gravitated away from the volume slightly uh, because it's just so many algorithms and robots and computers mm. that trade nowadays, and they mm. trade against each other trying to make a penny, and so. I don't know. I, I know the volume is important. I, I don't want to to get totally away from it. I do look at it more on like a weekly and monthly basis. But uh, I, I put, uh, again, right or wrong, I just put a lot more weight in the price. Right. The price is the price. 
you know, price is what pays. That's right. I can tell my broker till I'm blue in the face that Tesla's worth 400, but when I go to sell it, he's going to say, uh, you get 177 and change, Scott. Take mm -hmm. it or leave it. So <laughs> I, I, put a, I put a lot of weight in, in the price action. Exactly. Okay. So it took a couple of stabs at, at trying to get in on the short side. Then in uh, late September, that was a, a pretty good signal. And uh, so talk to us about how, how this trade has unfolded. You held through earnings. Have you, have you been trading around the position? Uh, talk to us about some of the tools that you've utilized uh, to keep you in the trade. Yeah, the, the problem with the um, short side is that, the, you know, the, the math is is worse as far as the, you know, position sizing of the of of your account. Whereas the other way, when you're long something and it goes up, it becomes a bigger portion of your account. So when it's going in your way, it makes a bigger difference. Tesla, is, if it goes lower, it makes less and less incremental difference. So you all, you have to short more if you want. And and that's. Mm -hmm. That's a tough game. Shorting is is a tough game. I, I would say most people probably just want to learn to sell just to protect their their gains uh, or protect their capital from longs. Um, so it's not it's not as big a position as it once was um, from a sheer mass standpoint, but also because I I you know I take some off. I I don't I I don't um, you know it's not going to zero or anything like that. So I I want to be tactical about it um and so you know I've, i started out with options because my broker wouldn't let me one of my brokers anyways i couldn't get a borrow i couldn't short tesla so i started out with options and then i finally have you know a broker where i can short it so i shorted the stock and then in my iras there's a new uh a lot of new uh etfs are coming out single right. stock etfs and tesla has one to the downside tslq so, um, you know, I've started, I've owned and do own that one. Mm -hmm. And so here it was that, uh, but even earlier, the, the late September area, the September 21st and 22nd, that was, that was in here, maybe another entry in, uh, late, even later in September, or early October, potentially. Look at TSLQ on 922. You see that really big day that the it's up uh, 4% mm -hmm. and you have, uh, I know Marcus Smith doesn't see this as a double bottom, but I love shakeouts. I love when they go down, take out a low, and then come back uh, quickly. Mm -hmm. this, now it's it's a this is going the opposite of Tesla, so it's a it's a little strange. Right. But I I see this as like a long play, and and so that would be if I if that was X Y Z stock, that would be something that I would buy. So that helped me too. Is this this product? Because I, I think it's easier to see and to identify uh, patterns to the, to the upside because that's what we've been yeah. looking at forever. Short, uh, sell, short sale patterns and those, I just never spent a lot of time trying to figure those out. So it's a little tougher, but these products, NVIDIA has one, Amazon has one, Apple has one, and probably will have you know plenty will come out later, but they, they help you to visualize uh, the other side. So if you own mm -hmm. NVIDIA or you own Apple or you own Amazon, I would be looking at, at the, uh, the reverse ETF and ask yourself, does that look like a buy? Right. If it, if it does, then the stock you're in is probably going lower if your analysis is correct. 
Mm -hmm. That's such a good point, Scott. Um, so I want to go back to the chart of Tesla here and uh, start to incorporate some audience questions into our analysis of where we're at now with the stock and go back to a weekly chart here. It's down 9% for the week. Uh, it's on pace to close below the lows of this uh, base structure from 2021. Um, so a lot of questions about, okay, uh, what's your ultimate goal here on the short side? And when would you be getting out? Uh, so I, I don't set any price targets up or down. Uh, I just let the stocks kind of do what they're going to do. And that way I, you know, if I have this price target of 160 and it stops at 162, I, I'm going to be in trouble because uh, I'm not going to mm -hmm. cover it. So I just let it kind of do what it's doing. It, it's underperforming the market. And so as long as it's doing that, I'll just stay short. And I know this morning, the market, this is a great signal. So this morning, the market tried to open higher and Tesla was up like $2. It was uh 183 to 185 is, is, is what it's 1%. So they, they haven't been able to put any pressure on me so far. Uh, and, and, you know, within 90 seconds, the stock was down on the day. So these are these are clues that you need to to learn to to view when you're looking at stocks. It's like, it, you know, the market's higher and the stock can't even stay uh, green for more than a, a couple of minutes. What's what's going on there? Right. So um, I'll stay with it as long as that at some point. Now, if it, if it gapped down, like let's say Monday, you know, it opened at 165. I usually almost always will cover those gaps because you're, you're almost always better off. I think if you look at the daily, um, mm -hmm. there was a day on 1020 where it gapped down. Uh, and then, you know, it did go a tiny bit lower, but I remember thinking, this is the cover. I should cover this. I had a hard time doing that, but I, I, I did cover a lot of it and, you know, it ran from, from uh, you know yep. 200 to 237, and so you know when you're short, you know, that's 18 and a half percent. It looks like nothing. Mm -hmm. It looks like it looks like it just barely moved. It's 18 and a half percent. So you know, you you'll feel that pain. Believe yeah. me, if you short it. Yeah, we don't want to be down 18 and a half percent on a long position. So uh, you and know I that, eat, and that's just eating into your uh, profits. On the yeah, I right? would have a hard time giving back 18 and a half percent of a gain, right? Even right, if I right, was right. up 60 percent in it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's where that's why the short side is so tough is the, these little moves. They'll get you. Uh, they'll put a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on you, uh, you know, to to force you to take some off or take it all off. And that's the other reason why you don't want to short weakness. You don't want to short like it's breaking this breaking the lows that you talked about. Like I if I would, I would never short, short it like that. I right. might stay short. I might risk staying short here, but I would, you don't want to turn the short chart. Entry. You don't want to turn the chart upside down and, and yeah, okay. It's breaking new lows time to short. I think you'll find you'll get mm -hmm. run in almost all, almost always, I yeah. would say th three quarters of the time. Well, it's also extended from the moving averages. It's over 22% 
uh, below yeah. the 10 week line, just like, you know, we don't want to be buying something when it's 22% above the 10 week line. So exactly. extended you want it, from that you, perspective. You want it short it sure that's what makes shorting another thing that makes it hard is you have to short it on the way up mm-hmm. and you know it's moving up why do i want to short it um, but stocks are higher the market's good and maybe maybe we're gonna have a follow-through day so you're not thinking about mm-hmm. shorting um at that point and that's usually the best time you know to be putting it on so uh, we also talked about precedent analysis or looking at analogs, and I feel like that might help answer the next question potentially or, or just uh, help us get a better sense of, of your mindset, Scott, and the different scenarios that you're modeling because Patrick in our audience is asking where would be the next place uh, to short Tesla? I mean, we, maybe if we get a, a rally up into this uh, declining 10-week line again and, and a rejection, but... Um, talk to us about a precedent that you're looking at and uh, what signals it's giving you. So if you pull up the monthly chart mm-hmm. and you're going to do Apple, right? Okay, good. So let's do Apple in 09. So, and remember, an Apple in 06, 07 was the leader, right? It was Tesla. It was the best stock. Now, bigger, different type of company. So you have to you know, you have to put that in the context, but this was the bull market leader of the 06, 07 bull market. And then the bull market ended, right? And so you see that that break from Apple was 48% and then it rallied um, and then it crumbled. And the move for Apple was 26X, 26 fold move. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Tesla. It was a 27 fold move for Apple in four and a half years, that move. Okay, so amazing, amazing move. And then it breaks 43%, then it rallies, and then it breaks again. And, and this, you, if you fast forward just a couple of months, you'll see that it, it stopped going down, stopped going down, and then finally started rallying. So I just overlaid Tesla to, to Apple and thought, you know, it's kind of the same scenario when I talked about, you know, they get all the leaders. So Tesla, they're going to get Tesla is what I thought. And so I, I wanted to see if there was an analog to Apple's on the monthly. And mm-hmm. Tesla went up 26 fold in two and a half years. So much quicker than Apple. But mm-hmm. I, I was I think I was enamored with the fact that the move was almost exact. If you go to the monthly. Wise. Yeah, for Tesla, it was a 26-fold move. Um, Thinking here, because I typed in the ticker wrong. Yeah, I didn't like the the wrong ticker, did it? Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, Yeah. There we go, Tesla. It's like, you're going to keep talking smack? I'm not going to show you the chart. Change it to, reset it to today. (laughs) Oh, that's why. That is why. It's the, thank you. We're just, I'm just. It hates the date. Yeah, yeah, it hated the date. Yeah, reset it to today. So there you you. see in Tesla, 26 fold move up and then it broke 48%. um, In this first couple of weeks here before. Yeah, that's 48%. Hard to to believe. But, uh, and then, then rallied. Yeah. And so. And so that was where I was like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is the setup. This is the short. Now it's mm-hmm. undercutting those lows and that's what Apple did. And that's where Apple stopped. So if 
the bulls are right and they could be, I, I you know, I have a dog in the fight, but I I'm, I'm open to anything, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, I, I think Tesla's going a lot lower. I really do. But I also know that I could be wrong. So right. it's, if Tesla's going to follow this analog, like Apple, it needs to stop going down. <laughs> it, 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 it now doesn't mean it has to necessarily go up. You can see Apple went sideways for a number of months, but then the bull market started and then Apple resumed its leadership. So you're looking at Tesla, if it follows this analog sideways for a couple of months, mm -hmm. then you need a new bull market, which is possible. And it's, you know, we've had a pretty good bear market and then higher prices. If you want to buy Tesla, it, wait you know, for this. I'll I'll buy it at two fifty. Two. I'll buy it at three hundred. I'll buy it. Yeah, that's the where you want to buy it. As crazy as it sounds, I know that people say, "Well, why buy it at three hundred if you can buy it at one seventy? Because I don't, don't know. know if, yeah, we don't know if it's going to do this. I don't know if one seventy is on its way to to seventy. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like we talked about, and you you talked about the probabilities, two fifty three hundred has a higher probability of on its way to three fifty four hundred five hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great points there, Scott. Okay. So, uh, another audience member wants us, uh, Whitney wants us to talk about overhead supply with regard to Tesla. How should we think about that? It's a great question. Cause there's a zillion of it. It's, it's just bathing in overhead supply. Tesla is. And if you go to like a weekly chart, You've got, uh, you know, what's that? Maybe a year and a half, uh, maybe longer if you go back to the previous base. But overhead supply usually runs out after probably a year, year and a half. If if you if you own Tesla way inside there, you know, you probably aren't selling anyways. But what overhead supply is is people that own the stock at 200, 212, 214 that want out. And the classic trap is if I could just get even, right? There's something about human psychology we all love to get even, right? Um, you know, so everyone who owns this stock, anyone who's bought the stock this year is down. Anyone, I mean, even even today. So most of those people will will be glad to 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 get even, and that's what creates overhead supply. And so there's there's a lot of it, and, and a lot of institutional money that might uh have overhead supply and the other thing about as it goes lower why you don't want to buy it at lower and lower prices because you could get some forced selling um mm. and that's the worst kind of seller because they'll take any price right. so you know if you're on margin with tesla at some point you know there might be a guy or a gal out there that you know where the broker says that, you know, you always, you got to come up with more money to hold this. And mm -hmm. they say, well, I can't. And what does the broker do? They sell it and they don't mm -hmm. care about the price. They're, right. they're in the protection business at that point. So they'll, they'll take any price and buyers, the market kind of feels that it knows that in the, in the, what the buyers do, they just step away. You know, why should I pay 175? I could, I could get it at 165 in two or three days. 
And that's how you get those kind of whooshes, those waterfall declines that, that occur once in a while. Mm-hmm. So a couple of different scenarios that we need to be aware of. Uh, thank you so much, Scott. Uh, before we go, just a quick um, you know, thought on the bull case here for Tesla, which we kind of talked about. Where would we get in? Where's going to be that next opportunity? Uh, and this is something that we talked about uh, a little bit on IBD Live this morning. Let's draw some trend lines from the highs. If it can get above uh, this trend line here, that would definitely put it back on our radar. Then if we get some sideways action at higher prices, as you said, uh, that would definitely strengthen the case there. But uh, we could also see a, a rejection for this stock, even if it does rally. Uh, that, that's definitely a significant place where we could see the stock bump its head up against. So we have to be ready for that as well. And for those who want maybe an even steeper trend line, instead of going from the all-time highs, you could go from the spring highs and uh, draw that. That would coincide right around uh, with that 200-day line or the 40-week line on this weekly chart and the 260 price level. So we'll, we'll have to see what scenario unfolds with Tesla, Scott. But I think the point is to be aware of those different scenarios. And it, it goes back to the foundations, right? Use rules uh, to get into stocks. Use rules to get out of stocks and uh, be aware of what uh, the potential could be on both the long and short side. So just some final thoughts from you as we wrap up today. I know there's so many more questions from the audience that I wanted to uh, answer, but I guess that just goes to show you just how um, great of a conversation yeah. uh, that that this uh, that this is because there, there are still so many questions uh, left unanswered that we all have and and so much that more that we would love to discuss, but it was fun, yeah. Scott. It, 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 like you mentioned before we started, this stock stirs up more uh, debate than any other stock I've ever seen. It's not even close. So it's, it's, um, it, it probably will you know, stir up more debate as it goes along. But I, I think the, the main thing is, is, is it really, if it's going to go a lot higher and it could, maybe they, maybe they, they knock it out of the park with the robots and the, solar and the autonomous driving you know anything's possible um you know what it'll do ali it'll it'll build a base and you know that might be next year remember all this chart that we see will slowly move over there and you'll get all this new price action yeah, new information and maybe in 23 or 24 it breaks out of a cup with handle or a double bottom and um we can do barons live in 2024 on why we're buying <laughs> tesla <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, well, thank you, Scott. Really appreciate your insights as always. And thank you so much uh, for everyone for tuning in today. That wraps it up for now for IEBD's special installment of Barron's Live. We do this every month. So we will see you all back here next month. And make sure you join Barron's Live on Monday, where Barron's Senior Managing Editor Lauren R. Rublin and Managing Editor Darren Fonda and Rob Arnott founder and chairman of the Board of Research Affiliates. We'll discuss uh, the outlook for financial markets, sectors, industry groups, and stocks. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.